Hi, I'm Samantha, and welcome to the Layman's Doctor podcast, where we're bringing medicine home. Today, I have with me my friend Morph, um, who was recently at um, the University Hospital of the West Indies, admitted on the infamous, I think, I don't know if infamous is the right word, but you know, Ward 21. Um, and he was kind enough to share that he was willing to have a conversation about it. I know many persons might be curious as to what happens, especially now as we talk more and more about mental health. Just to preface before I ask him to talk a little bit about himself and introduce himself, remember we're still having COVID-19, so like many of my other podcast episodes, this one is recorded online which means that you may have a little issue with the sound. It might be a little bit wonky and you might hear some background noise. So please bear with us during this time. We really want to practice social distancing so we can all keep safe. Some more thank you for being here with me. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. You know, hope your mom's not mad at me and all of that. Um, but yeah, so name's Morph. Um, I'm a freelance photographer, you know, uh, full, you know, if you go on the social medias, it's Morph from us, not necessarily Morph, but if you, you know, if you look for Morph, you can find me. How do you spell that? Uh, M-O-R-P-H-R-O-M-U-S is a full, but then M-O-R-P-H is just what I go by, Morph um yeah freelance photographer animation student at ue uh you know cruise consultant all that good stuff and yeah so as sam was saying what is a cruise consultant i i i help people book um reservations on a specific cruise and you know help take payments and oh. you know if you have a reservation i can help add things to that reservation um and then also just general general questions that you may have about said cruise uh, i should be able to answer it um, but yeah so we'll we'll just leave it at that <laughs> i don't really, i don't really necessarily want to say which cruise it is on air but you know we'll talk about that uh uh you know which which specific cruise um and then we're so you know covid is a thing you know it's not like anybody going to be cruising right now so mm -hmm. you know, just when when covid when when, when miss rona decided for go home then we can say ah we'll, we'll talk about that another time so but yeah so that's that's me that's more for the most part okay well thanks again for um when i initially I saw you post it. I saw you tweet that you were on, that you were admitted. And as soon as I saw the tweet, I actually messaged you. And you responded to me when you got discharged. Um, right. right. And I was, I remember just casually talking to you. And I was like, yo, I would love to talk to you about this on the podcast. Like I was just very upfront with, with the fact that I want to talk to you on the podcast okay. about this. And you were just like, yeah, sure. Cool. Which is, I, I, I don't want to use the word weird, but um, it's refreshing because the truth is we are not talking about mental health has been a very hard thing for a lot of us for a long time. But now we have way more persons who are just so open about the struggles and you realize that people who look just like me and you are having these experiences. And, um, you know, it's, it's mental health has broadened its horizon. Most people just have the thought process that it's like, oh my God, it's those crazy people you see walking <laughs> on the street or, ah, they're, you know, all sorts of yeah. negative um, connotations. So I'm really, I am really grateful that you said yes. Um, and we can kind of put a little drop in the bucket when it comes to mental health advocacy for sure um and then and then noting too just the fact that i'm a guy so openly talking about mental illness because you know and mental health because mental health is one thing like talking about mental health is one thing but i find that a lot of men don't want to speak up about it as 
as they're not as vocal. Yeah, they're vocal I didn't enough. even I didn't even <laughs> Yeah, they're vocal enough. Men are vocal uh-huh. about it for sure, but definitely, you know, especially in Jamaica, it's more of a you know, I guess it falls into the realm of like feelings. Like mental health and feelings is yeah. kind of lumped together. And so, you know, we already live in a society that's kind of like you know, man, man for man for tough and man for rough and man for cry and them thing then and show emotion and talk about how them feel and them thing there. So, um, definitely, it's there, I mean, there's a lot of vocal people, especially in the circles that we run in. But um, still, it's not as what are what are the circles we <laughs> run so in? We're we're talking about the we're te- we're talking about the uh, socially aware circles of the 20 the creatives and the socially aware and the 22 early 30s mid 30s group of young people in jamaica and you find that our our like our kind of population um are talking more openly about mental right, health yeah for sure yeah, yeah, yeah i feel like a lot of the young people are, are talking more about it um and, i mean about other things in general like mm-hmm. our generation seems to be just one of openness you more know, open talk. like i'm i'm gonna share the struggles with everybody and you kind of realize that it's not just you alone yeah. you know you post something you talk about something and people are like oh yeah i totally feel that way and you go wait 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 are you saying i'm not I'm by not myself <laughs> and you kind of end build yeah you kind of end up building a community where you're like yeah um i have these struggles too i you know even recently when we started talking about um paychecks and stuff like that like how much people get paid and the struggles of finding a job after getting a degree and all that and you realize that wow you're not alone in the struggle for real yeah it's 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 heartening growing up you always heard that it's a dog eat dog world and these things yeah, you kind of grew up and always heard, you know, you don't talk about these things, whatever. Yeah. And even even if it even if it's not explicit, you know, it might be implicit. Like, you know, you you grow up and you don't hear people talking about yeah. it, and you know, you're just like, well, then I maybe exactly. I should too, or like, you know, if you say something in public, or if you're talking on mm-hmm. online or something, and then you see people like the subtweets, and you know, oh, you see that, and it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. That's, you know, that's slowly decreasing with our gener- generation, I feel like, um, as I say. I'm really glad, though. I'm really glad, though, that you brought up the fact that you, you kind of pointed out to me and our listeners that, yes, not only are you talking about mental health, but you're also um, um, a male. You know, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to, like, say man, just in case I misgender no, you or no, something. No, no. I don't I'm, know. I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm cishet. I'm cishet. For persons who might be hearing cishet for the first time, it means cisgendered heterosexual. Yeah. And what that term really means is that cisgendered means that you are, you identify as a gender that correlates with right. kind of your sex. So you're born biologically male and you um, identify as a man. Mm-hmm. And then heterosexual means that you like the opposite gen- the opposite gender. Or... Or in slang, so in slang, or straight, in slang. <laughs> yeah, in slang, in slang. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, you know, learn them words, right. learn them words. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, can you tell me what kind of happened? What led up to your admission? Uh, sure. So, uh, so it was like two or three, two ish, airing on three weeks of you know having just a depressive slump and. Just, I, I'm someone who has been uh, uh, conflicted, I guess you could say, with, with, with depression um, from childhood, right? Being in, in prep school, being diagnosed by a psychologist with mild clinical depression, at, you know, in prep school. So I've, I've been dealing with it for a while and it comes in swings. So like, I'll be really depressed for a little bit, you know, whether it's a week, two weeks, a month um and then you know like i'll have the same up you know uh i'll have a good time and bad times and it just it's like a pendulum so it's back and forth back and forth right 
Um, but this, and I, I tend, when I'm mm. in them, I tend to call them slumps, right? And I was just having a really bad slump, right? It was one of the worst that I've experienced in a long while. Um, you know, wasn't eating, right? Couldn't find the energy to eat. You know, I'd go like 24 hours plus without eating, like just because I couldn't find the energy to eat. Um, and when uh-huh. I did eat, it was like something small or, you know, like a, like a cheese crunches. And then it's back to like 36 hours of not eating. And then I'll eat like a, my, like my sister, one, one day my sister brought me like onion rings from Wendy's, from Burger King. Rather, and, and then I was just, it was uh-huh. that. And then nothing again for the next day and a half or whatever it was. So I was just drinking a lot of water, like. When I wasn't eating, I was just drinking water, 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 water. Because, you know, I like, I enjoy drinking water. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, when, uh, and it sounds like weird, but when I, like when you're, when you're depressed, some things like basic things become very difficult to do, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I mean, this is yeah, textbook so it's like though. No eating. So the things that you're saying are, are. You're, if if you were a patient that came to me and you were you said to me, Doc, you know, I haven't been eating, um, I don't I can't do basic things yeah. anymore, whatever with sleeping, red flags are going up in my head, like alarms are not red flags, but rather alarms are going off in my head, like, okay, okay, this sounds like it could be this it precisely. You know? So it's like So 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 I wasn't eating, I couldn't find the energy to bathe, like it was just could like didn't clean my room for three weeks like lying on the floor just because i couldn't bother sit in the chair like it was it was ridiculous and and you know mm-hmm. like you're saying it's textbook and and some people say oh you know you're just moping around or whatever it was but like i was seriously going through something um and what's funny uh, about mm-hmm. like when a depressed when i depressive when i you know when a depressed person is in the middle of a depressive swing like and they're doing all of these things like not bathing not brushing their teeth not cleaning their room not eating all of these things like they can't find the energy to do it but they're con- they're cognitively aware of the fact that what mm-hmm. they're doing is kind of silly at the same time but they can't help yeah it. you know what i mean like it's a weird thing i can't did that did that feeling did that feeling of being like, okay, this is really silly what I'm doing, Morph. Did it ever make you feel worse? Yeah. Because it's because um, you couldn't feel like, oh my God, I, co- I can't even, this is foolishness. How can I not even do right. this? Did that ever make For you sure. feel worse? Because it's like, what is, like, why can't I get up off the floor? Like, why am I lying on the floor and unable to eat and unable to bathe and unable to, like, do these things that... I suppose a normal human being can do. And it's like, am I just, am mm-hmm. I just like lazy and like whatever this done a third and like and it just it's just cycle. It's you know one of my as my ther- one of my therapists um, says that overthinking is one of my def- um, defense mechanisms um, because I over I overthink mm-hmm. myself into inaction and then I'll overthink and find a rational way for the reason why I'm inactive and then overthink about you know over overthink to the point where it's like i'm trying to rationalize what i'm doing and then it's a it's an endless cycle it's an endless cycle of just thinking thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking um and not doing anything and yeah so like being aware that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm doing is kind of silly and not being able to do anything about it is like so i'm i'm emotionally crippled but then it's like physically crippling because it's just like well, then, if I can't do this, then mm-hmm. why do anything, you know? And then you just lie on the floor for hours at a time and just contemplate all of these different things. And then, you know, as with depression, you know, the suicidal thoughts come in and all of these things, and you start to rationalize and start. And for me anyway, you know, I'm not saying as with depression as if everybody with who is depressed has suicidal thoughts. Exactly. But for me personally, mm-hmm. like, my intrusive thoughts are is suicide and not necessarily having the urge to commit it, but planning through how I would do it. 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, if I go to the hardware store on a Tuesday morning and get this rope and then, you know, do the math because the, you know, hanging the, the, the math of hanging somebody is very precise because of all of these different factors. And then, yeah. you know, um, as somebody who used to self harm in high school, you know, that could be a. And what do you mean by self harm? Sorry. So I used to, I used to cut. All right. So if you if you look on my forearm or most of it is on my upper arm, typically covered by a sleeve, but mm-hmm. um, you'll see like uh, lacerations. If we're using medical terms, seeing this is seeing that this is a medical uh, podcast for the most part. <laughs> um, and then so I have I have keloid skin for the most part, depending on the type of cut that I get. Um, so it it has to reach past a certain depth um for a keloid or a bump to form so if any you know anybody who's listening you know if you you know when you look on somebody's arm and it has like a like like those raised bumps over a cut it's like that so i have mm-hmm. or if you get like a piercing like an ear piercing right. it happens a lot where you pierce your ears and when it's healing it heals, it heals with, with a, a bump, bump yeah um luckily none of my piercings have keloids thankfully um but but yeah it's really just (laughs) the only cuts that i tend to get uh keloids on are if they're really deep so i have a lot of those so i was thinking you know i so some of the plans were to you know slip my wrists for example um uh and then it's like the math of that is like, okay, if I do it horizontally, that's gonna draw blood, but it won't do anything. So if I'm if I if my intention was to bleed out, I'd have to do it lengthwise and all of these things. And so so that was that those were the intrusive thoughts, and like that was on repeat while I was already like on the floor, pretty much you know immobilized by whatever it is. And you know, it's it's it was just it was is a lot. Um, you know. My dad and my dad's girlfriend and my sister, you know, just like kind of like what is what is going on? But they, you know, um, dad's girlfriend is trying to help out and you know is you know saying oh do this and do this and you need to do this or you need to do that or whatever it is. And I'm like okay, cool, sure, I'll get to it, whatever, you know. Um, but not getting to it and that was you know an issue. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so this is all connected, by the way. So, <laughs> we're moving along the timeline now. So, the day this is the day now that I'm heading to the hospital. All right. Uh, so, you know, I'm playing video games and whatever, and you know, because that's one of my stress relievers, just playing video games. Um, and it's just something to do. Like, it's the one thing that I could actually do. You know, because. I wasn't able to do a lot of other things. And I was like, you know, all right, cool. And then my dad's girlfriend comes in and she's just like, uh, do you have money on you? I'm like, uh, yeah. She's like, I need $4,000. I'm like, I have 600, <laughs> you know, I was just like, uh, yeah, I have $600 on me. Like, where's the rest of your money? I'm like, in a bank. I don't, I don't know. I don't, tend to keep a lot of cash on me you know i use card a lot and she's like all right what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna send you your dad's um bank info and you're gonna wire him the money i'm like what for you know and she's like oh um i had i asked miss uh she asked her helper right i say her because she really just comes to help her with things and clean up the house and then leave but uh she had asked her to clean my room which she doesn't normally do Right. Um, she mm-hmm. asked her to clean my room uh, and wash my clothes. Right. Um, but she wants me to pay for it. So these are things that you usually right. did. And this helper doesn't wash. She doesn't wash my clothes. She doesn't. She's done in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, because I'm a dude, you know, my room is not necessarily clean all of the time. Um. <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. i'll wash my clothes when i get to it uh you know and it's it's just it wasn't it, it it took longer than her process so is it that um sorry is it that your your father's girlfriend 
wanted these things or was saying these things because you're at a point where you weren't doing them. Right. Right. I wasn't because I'll get to them eventually. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not that I won't do it. It's just I'll get to them eventually. But mm-hmm. like I had gone three weeks. You're just taking forever to I get was, to it them. It was like three weeks. Like I said, because I was yeah. in the middle of a slump. So it was like three weeks of like not doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and you know how it was really bad too. Um, with the not being able to like, it, it got to a point where I was like this, my top sheet had gotten dirty right and i had uh-huh. taken it off but because i was so like paralyzed with this thing for like a week like mm-hmm. a week or two weeks i was just sleeping on the mattress itself like just bare mattress like it wasn't even so it was it was a bit ridiculous i'm not going to lie to you um but that's how much of a grip it had on me you know what i mean um so yeah so mm-hmm. she uh and just to just to put it out there for the people listening like this was her trying to help right she's a very solution oriented person um and so she thinks that you know so she was thinking the thinking is that you know seeing that i'm for whatever reason unable to do these things she's going to have someone do it for me but then it's going to add but then turning around um and asking me to pay for it all right so i was like all right but that that annoyed me right because i'm just like yo I didn't, I didn't ask her. She doesn't normally do this. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask her Uh to do this. And then you're going to turn around and ask me to pay for it out Mm -hmm. of my pocket for a thousand dollars. I'm like, I don't know. Like it just, it annoyed me. But I'm like, you know what? All right, fine. Cool. Um, so I'm in the middle of a game and I was playing a ranked match. So like, I can't necessarily just get up and, you know, leave the match or pause the game or whatever. I'm playing online and I'm playing ranked. So, so during this time, sorry, during this time, right? Because yeah. I kind of want to set the picture because I think a lot of times we have kind of a, a concept as to what depression mm-hmm. might look like, you know, just kind of just lying on the floor, not doing anything. So you it occasionally, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally. Um, but what were some of the things you were still doing? Did it did did it take a while for people to kind of notice? Um, if you get what I'm trying to ask, yeah, it 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 took a it took a, it took a little while. Um, and you kind of you know, and they'll they'll ask too because it's like you know when you live in a house full of people, they kind of you know you pick up on people's patterns and habits, right? So yeah when it's dinner time and like i'll share food and then i'll go back for seconds but like i'm only eating once but then what i'm eating is like three times less than what i usually eat you know and they're like you are you okay mm-hmm. i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah okay i'm yeah whatever but you deflect because you, de- you de- like a lot of the thing you know when people are in situations like that or um you know people with uh, so you know mental health issues they tend to deflect because they don't necessarily want to burden other people with what's going on inside so you you, you kind mm. of just like deflect and be like yeah i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine you know and that kind of thing did you at any sorry did you at any point feel maybe embarrassed or feel like uh i can deal with this myself what were what what were what were the things you're feeling at that time um just really really like like you know like how people feel like sad but they just feel sad like my mm-hmm. entire body like my entire being just felt like it was sad like i wasn't feeling sad but i like i my okay. existence was just sad like de- like draining and demoralizing and it's just like what's the point and existential mm-hmm. and just seeing like there's no point to living and just feeling like I was just drowning and ah, heavy and just okay. deflated and like get like waking up every morning was just like a burden because like damn it now I have to do this whole life thing again for another 24 hours and then you know kind of you know walking mm-hmm. around the house and just like you find yourself you catch yourself in the middle of like saying like damn I wish I could have a heart attack right now so that I'll just like snap and drop out you know what i mean and that, that, those kind of things and you'll you, you pick up on yourself saying that 
you know, you're, you're I don't know, you're opening the, the drawer for a spoon to have cereal or whatever it is. And then you see the knife and then you find yourself in the middle of a thought like, hmm, you know, if I were just to take that up and, you know, I could end it right now on that kind of thing. And it's, 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 it's interesting to like, mm-hmm. like, because like I said, you're aware of these things. You know, and you're aware that, you know, what yeah. is this? But at the same time, it's like, it feels like it's a part of you, right? And, you know, it. the thoughts are your thoughts and they sound like you and it sounds like your voice and all of these mm-hmm. things. And it, just, it was just very draining and exhausting to just be alive. You know, like I always felt heavy and like lethargic and just it was no energy at all. Like just, yeah. <laughs> just existing for the sake of existing you know did you ever feel um i think listening to this if it's not something that you've experienced it might be difficult to understand what the feelings yeah. are like um but i want to i, I kind of just want to try and set the picture for as sure. best as possible did you at any time feel as though you were kind of maybe watching yourself like you know you were you were like, like a dissociated. Um, at times, you know, at times, but it's kind of just like um, I was like I felt like I didn't feel like it was an out of body experience, right? But I felt like I was okay. very. Um, I felt like I was an observer to my own life and not an active participant. But I was I was in mm-hmm. my body the whole time. So that's more yeah. what I wanted to get to. Yeah. Where you're kind of like, uh, not necessarily like, oh, you're hovering over yourself right. and watching. But I don't know how to explain it. It's like you're there, but you're not there. Yeah. Yeah. Just being, being, a, being, a, to being an observer words. of your own life rather than an active participant. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, uh, so I, I was seeing the things and feeling the things, but. I didn't, you know, I wasn't uh, necessarily involved in whatever I was doing. I was just going through the motions. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I was kind of annoyed when, when she said, you know, I had to pay for it. So I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And so I finished what I was doing. I was finished playing the game. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, um, you need to go take up the clothes now before, you know, because it's like, five o'clock ish five thirty like the sun is about to go down and you know i need to take it up before the night due or whatever i'm like all right cool and i get up and i go outside to the, the clothesline and just i just felt this like it, it felt like a burning in my chest like it felt like like almost like acid almost i don't know i want to say like almost like acid reflux but it wasn't it just I felt like something was bubbling up in my chest and I was like, I just saw the clothes and I just got so frustrated and so mm-hmm. like annoyed and then started thinking about why, why on God's earth do I have to take my money and pay for something that I didn't ask for? And it just, it just set something off. And Is that something that would have usually gotten you upset no, or upset no, to that level? No, it, it wouldn't, you know? Um, but it just got me like irrationally mad. And I was just like, why? And so I just immediately, like, so in, in Pato, I would say, oh, my chip did lick, right? My head chip, like, my just, my did chip, fam. And I just, I just started like, all of a sudden, I'm just yanking clothes off the line and throwing them on the ground, you know? And I'm just throwing them mm-hmm. on the ground. When I say I'm throwing, like, I'm not even unclipping them from the clothespins. You know? I'm literally dragging my own clothes off the line and throwing them onto the ground. My, like, and they were just washed, right? So my dad's girlfriend sees this and um, she's like, she shouts at me. And she's like, what are you doing? Whatever. And I shout back, right? And, you know. As as some people say that the rest was history, but just the act of shouting back was just like the floodgates of whatever was bubbling. Like, so remember, I was saying that there was like what felt like acid reflux, like something bubbling up in my chest, right? When I shouted, when I shouted back mm-hmm. in response, it's like the floodgates open, and it's like ah, oh, like I just 
was livid. I was just livid and I flew into a fit of rage and I'm just yelling and just yelling and yelling and yelling and shouting at her and yelling and cussing and yelling profanities and But were you angry no, at her? I was just angry overall, you know. I was just angry. Okay. I was angry at everything. I think that's something we can all relate yeah. to. Where you kind of just you know, you know when you take things out on somebody on somebody yeah, who it's not really yeah, it's not really directed at them, but they just happen to be the one that Yeah, which gets is unfortunate. It. Right. And I've since apologized and you know, we've we've hashed it out and everything. Yeah. Um just for people listening, like it's not like you know, but <laughs> it's all good now. Everybody's aware of what's going on. But um <laughs> but yeah, I was just like she shouted at me and I shouted back and the floodgates literally opened up and I just all of the anger that I because the last time I was this angry was in twenty fifteen. So this would have had to been like I describe it as five years of anger and annoyance that had had been festering mm-hmm. up until up until this point. And along with depression, I have a a temper issue um, as far back as I can remember. So that was also something that I had to try and keep in check. Like just you know, if if something annoyed me, I'd just keep it and, uh, for lack of a better word, swallow it. Um, so that I wouldn't do that, you know, just lash out on yeah. somebody for the sake of lashing out, right? Uh, I didn't want to lash out on anybody and it, and it mm-hmm. wasn't like their fault. But anyway, so I was just really angry and I'm shouting at her and I'm cussing and I'm <laughs> this, that, that, and I'm yanking more clothes off the line. I'm kicking the wall. I'm, you know, I ended up pulling down the clothesline altogether, like just mad in a bro, you know, cussing and cussing and. You threw yeah, a tantrum. Yeah, a huge tantrum. Like, you know, I run inside and, you know, I'm arguing with her and, you know, I'm just, you know, saying all of these things and she's kind of like looking at me smug and laughing and whatever. And, you know, she's like, oh, you're, you're behaving like somebody who's, you know, who belongs on Ward 21 or whatever. And I'm just like cussing at her and I'm saying things that I don't mean. And, you know, my dad's in the shower and he comes out of the shower and he hears, you know, me shouting up and cussing or whatever. And he's, like what's going on and like i said i mean i'm in like i'm full tantrum mode like my head is full chip you know i all of a sudden i just see myself running up the stairs to argue with him now and i'm cussing at him and arguing with him and mm-hmm. just mad as hell and you know I'm, I, I all of a sudden i'm outside again and i'm you know i'm pacing and i'm huffing and i'm puffing and i'm just like screaming my lungs out literally like fully just screaming my lungs out and whatever and I'm just cussing and cussing with him and arguing with him and whatever and you know he sits me down and I you know I start like because I'm so yeah I, I don't know if anybody's been so angry to the point uh where you start crying like you're not sad but you're just you're like I was pretty much seeing red like I was angry to the point where I'm crying so I'm crying now and I'm just mad as hell and I'm trying to explain to my dad why I'm so upset and whatever da, 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 da. and you know i broke my hamper like i took my hamper and i threw it and it smashed and just full on like you know my dad is trying to calm me down or whatever i'm, I'm huffing and puffing uh and then he says that you know if you know if you can't do something as small as bathing then you know don't stay here and i'm just like bro i it's not even like and i was just like you know what um whatever man i just like walk out just leave gone like nothing with just the shirt on my back i have my phone in my pocket i have a vape or an e-cigarette in my pocket um and i just leave the house i'm walking out the house i walk go down the road and you know i'm just walking and i say you know what i'm gonna clear my head i'm gonna walk and breeze off and then whatever but i'm walking and i'm walking and i'm walking and i'm walking while all this Mm -hmm. was happening right did you feel as though like you weren't being understood as though you were maybe being unfairly treated or looking back at it do you think that the way how they reacted they were just like they, they, they couldn't have known what was happening you know um, i don't know because the thing is i don't want that when you you listen to this right. story you're thinking but how they never realize why them shouting yeah you know like didn't they see that something was yeah and the thing is you because hindsight hindsight is is always 2020 as they as they say you know um 
they probably um just thought that you know every i was just you know getting really because i you know I, I guess you could say i'm a very docile person for the most part um uh-huh. so you know or i stay in my room or i'm in the games room and the door is closed or i'm downstairs and the door is closed like you know i don't really interact with the people in my house um a lot other than just like passing them and saying morning or uh-huh. you know whatever or i pass them to go outside and you know vape or whatever it is like i don't you know and it's not like they see me all hours of the day so most of the times when i'm having my slumps like i i isolate myself anyway so you know whatever and then especially now since i'm working from home um you know and my work computer is in the games computer because i can close the door and like lock out everybody um so that you know if i'm on a work call or whatever it is like i don't have you know the ambient house sounds to contend with so you know i'm in here all day every day so there's nothing out of the ordinary on the outside you see what i'm saying so like you know and i'll uh-huh. leave to use the bathroom or leave to get some water or whatever it is and it's i i it, it appears you know business as usual on the outside and i'm not really a talkative person either right um so if i don't talk to you for like three days it's not going to be out of the ordinary because i keep to myself for most of the you know what i mean so um so yeah so for 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 people listening it's not that they would they wouldn't have known basically they wouldn't have known because this is how i've been you know i just been kind of docile and to myself or you know what i mean so they wouldn't they so they, they just thought I was just not doing these things because I didn't want to do them rather than knowing that they needed to be done and not being able to do them so so yeah they wouldn't have known basically um because it you know nothing seemed to be so do you have any any no, ill not feelings not towards all, not that like you know um okay. they just they just didn't understand the extent to what it was and that's all it is mm-hmm. you know it's it's like so how did you end up being so so this is where we're getting into it yeah so this is where we're getting into it now so like i said wow. i left the house trying to cool off and just breeze off and you know just whatever two t- and i live on, i live in the hills so like anybody knows cafe blue in the hills that's 20 minutes away from where i live so just to give a frame of mind so i'm in the hills right and i'm walking off the hill I'm just walking, I'm walking, mm-hmm. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. And I, I was walking for at least um, 45 minutes, right? At least 45 minutes. And then I looked down and realized that I'm barefoot, right? So in all of this, in, in uh-huh. all of this, I, you know, I storm out of the house and whatever. And I'm walking down the hill and... What time of day is this? So, Can you wash clothes? The sun did hot. No, man. This was, this was um, 5.30-ish. So I left the house at 5.30. So by 6, like 10 minutes past okay. 6 or whatever in the evening, um, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm walking down the hill barefoot, right? 45 minutes, an hour before I realized that I'm barefoot. I said, oh, my God. But I'm still yeah. like livid and I, you know, and then I guess some of it is just, you know, pride, I suppose it is. But I just couldn't bring myself to walk back up the hill for shoes because I was still livid. So I knew that if I went back, I'd continue to argue whatever. So I say, you know what, whatever, dog. And I continue walking. I'm just walking and I'm walking and I'm walking downhill, 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 you know. And then three, you know. Three hours had passed since I've left the house. So this is like airing nine o'clock. Like it was about nine o'clock and I reached Papine Square. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. still barefoot, mind you. Barefoot yeah, it's barefoot, still. Phone in one pocket, um, e-cigarette in the other, like just a shirt on my back, the pants on my 
on my waist, barefoot, just just walking. And I, and I had a thought and I said, you know what, I'm either going to go to my grandmother's house or I'm going to go to my friend's house or I'm just going to sleep on the road somewhere, just whatever. Though. Still mad as hell, you know, still like really, really mad. What you end up doing? And then, you know, walking through Papine Square and I, and I had a thought and I said, you know what, bro? Maybe there is something wrong, like for real, you know, like maybe there's actually something wrong that I genuinely need help with. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and then as soon as I had that thought, um, what my dad's girlfriend said to me popped back into my head and I was just like, all right. You're behaving like somebody who should be Precisely. on word 21. And I said, you know what, dog, you know what? And so I walked into Yui Hospital barefoot still and asked and said, you know, asked, what was it? The uh, information desk at the front, right? I just said, hey, um, mm-hmm. can you point me in the direction, uh, you know, because I'm, I want to, I'd like to self-admit to Ward 21. Oh, so you actually decided. Yeah. Because I... To, to to go and yeah, see help. As, as soon as I got to Papine and I started to like, yeah, I was still mad, you know, like I was still angry, but it started to subside a bit so I could start thinking clearly again. And I said, you know what, bro? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you had insight. I had, yeah, I had a moment of clarity. Insight for persons who might not know in medicine or in psychiatry, that's when some, you actually know that something is wrong. So it's a question that we ask. Um, especially in the psychiatric examination, do you think anything is wrong with you? And it, it, it helps us to know the level or it helps us with our assessment because sometimes you'll ask, I'm like, no, nothing is wrong with me. Or you'll ask and persons are actually self-aware that they're having um, certain behaviors and yeah. whatnot. So I had insight and I you know, decided to self-admit um so they had me you know they took my vitals and whatever and da 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 and they carried me into a and e and um they had to restrain me because i had to see a psychologist and they, you know the, the, the nurses and the patient aides were just you know letting me know that you know hey this is protocol so we're having to we're gonna have to restrain you you restrain mm-hmm. you so they use those they're like teal I want to say they're like teal colored restraints that you'll see in like uh, if you watch any medical drama show like Grey's Anatomy or whatever. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be flailing around and you hear them rattling because like, it, you know, they're tied to the bed or whatever. Yeah. So they yeah. had me in those. So they did uh, two on my hands and then two on my feet and then one long one to keep my legs down. Um, but I didn't i didn't re- i didn't oh, resist wow. them i didn't resist them um they were just they just did that because mm-hmm. like i said it was protocol because i was i was going to be i was seeing a psychologist or, or, or yeah a psychologist so they they said it was protocol um and that kind of stuff and then the lady came in and by the time she had came in and you know i was restrained like all of the anger had left and all i felt was just emptiness and heaviness like i just felt exhausted and just drained and mm-hmm. just back into the slump right so i was having a depressive slump for three weeks and had this psychotic break um and then once i had gotten back insight and gotten back to cognitive thought again i was back into the slump right back into depression and that kind of stuff so i was just defeated and you know they're giving me you know they're interviewing me basically and saying you know hey explain what happened i explain what happened and you know they're asking me if i do recreational drugs and i said yes and i said what kind and uh, you know i just had to give them the list you know uh typically marijuana or you know due to quarantine i became an alcoholic um and you know, using LSD or acid before or twice, or, you know, in combination with or whatever. So, you know, just giving her basically all that I've done and, you know, 
whatever. And then she takes my dad's number, um, whatever. And then she leaves me alone to, you know, go call him, I guess. And, and yeah, so I'm there and, you know, they keep coming back to me intermittently, um, asking me questions, you know, about the situation and what's going on and, you know, and. What was your dad's response? he when he called. came the next morning because by the time they called him it was like 11 o'clock in the night um so he you know because uh-huh. of curfew and everything seeing that we're in the middle of corona um he he couldn't come mm-hmm. immediately but when he came you know i just apologized for what was going on because you know i was not in my right mind <laughs> um and you know he's just like you know it's you know it's what you know whatever it's like it it, that's the past like you know i i remember that i remember just like from your social mm-hmm. media postings that your father is um generally very right, supportive right. of you like in terms of your art and stuff like that so i imagine he was supportive and yeah. forgiving for during sure, that for time. Sure. um okay. especially just explaining um what i was feeling um and why i did that and it was just mm-hmm. it was just a psychotic break like it was literally like not like i wasn't in my right mind like i wasn't cognitively doing these things like it was just like full like like i was aware because i could i can i can recount it so I, i'm not even gonna say it was full blackout mode um but it was just yeah. like i am not in control right now like all of this is not me being in control. Like I just my mind was aware mm-hmm. of what was going on, but my body was just acting on its own accord. <laughs> um, so yeah, we 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 you know hashed it out or whatever, and then you know nurses finally came back and whatever. Uh, they took blood from me in the night or whatever, and then they had they they had me wait for hours. Because she, she, the doctor that was seeing me had to go speak to her high up because I guess she was a junior doctor, um, and she left me for hours, bro, to go speak to him and explain the situation. And came back in the morning. I fell asleep here and there because you know hospital beds are not comfortable. And I, because you know, found out later on that apparently my difficulty sleeping is also because of my depression or as a result of. Um, so I don't typically sleep anyway. So, you know, sleep, you know, falling in and out of sleep and whatever, blah, 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 blah. Next morning, dad comes, hash it out. Then they, she comes back and she says that she needs to go speak to her doctor again and da, 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 da. And then come back and say, you know, okay, we're going to admit him to War 21. So this is Friday now. Um, so they wheel me over. Um, still in restraint, by the way. Um, they had loosened my restraints so I could eat when my, my dad brought me like a rock cake and coffee. Um, and then my sister came and, you know, we hashed it out. Um, and, you know, I used my phone for a bit and then, uh, yeah, they worked, they said they were going to admit me and then they wheeled me over um, and admitted me to War 21. And I spent two weeks there. Okay. What was you mind telling us what was your working diagnosis at um, the time? I didn't find they didn't give they didn't have me as a uh they didn't they didn't tell me. I didn't find out until early week two that they had diagnosed me with major depressive disorder. Right? Um yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and they had started me when they had admitted me, they started me immediately on fluoxetine um for so for the layman that is an antidepressant um poor we know, more popularly known in the u.s as prozac i've come to realize um but it's just it's it's fluoxetine yeah. and they had me on barazepam for three days uh, and barazepam is a uh anti it's like it's kind of like valium it's an anti-anxiety medication or whatever um, so they had me on that for three days and then they kept me on fluoxetine uh, throughout the two weeks and I'm still on it. And they said that they're going to keep me on it for a minimum of a year before they even decide to think 
before they think to even take me off of it. Um, so I'll be on that for a while. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's how I got admitted. That's the story. It was a self-admission. What was your experience? And I mean, we we know that the connotations associated with, with yeah. war in 21 is like, it's rarely anything Fox. positive, yeah. but you you are very openly saying, you know, I got admitted here, I've been here. There are a few other persons who have spoken openly about War 21 and, you know, professionals, all different walks of persons who have said, yeah, I was admitted. And it's no, I think, for, I think a lot of persons may see an admission there as kind of a walk of yeah. shame or something yeah. to be ashamed of. But yeah, but it's it's i mean mental it's health important yeah it's not it's not shameful at all and if if that's the help that you need then that's the help that you need you know um so seek it out if you if you're aware that you need help you know or if you think you need, need help if you say that you know don't really feel too right you know go see a therapist or go see a psychologist or somebody like you, you need to protect that or if you just need to vent to somebody you know go to a therapist or your friends or if you don't really feel like draining your friends because that's some that's a general concern too uh, i feel like a lot of people who are going through things um they want to talk about it but they feel like you know they might be draining their friends um and they don't really want to sound like a scratch record or feel like you know their friend they may feel like their friend is gonna get tired of them coming to them with the same thing and blah 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 blah, blah and that kind of stuff so seek you know go see a therapist because that's their job. Their job is to listen and whatever, you know, and give you advice to the best of their ability and just help you work through whatever it is that you're going through. So if that's the help you need, um, then that is, yeah. So going to World 21 is not a badge of shame. Uh, it's just that, you know, a lot of people think that it's kind of like a madhouse, but it's just people that have to deal with mental health and it may have gotten to an exacerbated stage that they're not necessarily a productive member of society anymore and they need to be taken out of that environment for a little while to get the help they need before they can be reintegrated and that's that's just that you know excellent words excellent um i i i know that i mean these things are so common in terms of anxiety and yeah. depression especially you know um a lot of us have issues with that a lot of us have um had a lot of us have had instances where we did need to seek help um and um i think a lot of times we can kind of internalize and say what's wrong with me how can i how can i be broken or how can i have these issues and especially when we start thinking about the quality of our lives you know you're saying but I don't have anything to be sad about. I don't have anything to be this and yeah. that about. You get me? But the fact of the matter is um, mental health issues can affect literally anybody. No matter what class you're in, no matter what color you are, no matter where you grew up, no matter what you have, no matter how successful you are, we just kind of have to realize that it's it's something that can affect us. Yeah, no matter where. It, 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 will, it will affect you no matter where you are, how you are, who you are, you know, like you said. So it's it's something to, to pay attention to. And if you, I mean, there, there are free resources, like there are open clinics and that kind of stuff for, for you to get therapists and ther therapeutic help. And um, just like before I even went in, I, I had a therapist. Uh, so for, 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 for UE students, right? I uh, just want to preach to you for real quick, just real quick. One time for the one time for UE students, people attending the University of the West Indies, right? At the health center, um, we are given 10 free sessions, uh, I think per school year with your student health card. So that, that health card that they have everybody go get um, in their first year, you can use that with your ID to get free therapy sessions at the University of the West Indies Health Center, and it covers it, it covers it all. Like every school year you have 10 sessions, which when spaced out is more than enough. 
and even if you go over, they don't tend to um, charge you really because the insurance covers it. So just quick PSA, there are free resources if you need them. Yes, uh, yes. 100% no, man. Those services are really good. I remember when my friend had passed that I had actually really started using the services at the UA Health Center and big up Dr. Stern anyway she did, you know. But it was a, it was, it was, it, it's, it's, it was a good thing to have at the time and definitely, definitely helped me with a lot of things now, um, in, especially in terms of having healthy coping mechanisms and, you know, just controlling different issues that I've had as well. And I know there are quite a bit of people who have, uh, who are grateful that, that UE does offer um, some support in terms of mental health. As much as UE give people headaches, they have, they have a health center with competent therapists. All right. I would say the name of mine because she helps and she's wonderful. Um, but she already sees a lot of people, so I don't get to see her as often as I'd like to. So just to avoid people rushing to my therapist, I'm gonna I'm gonna not name her. <laughs> so that so that I don't you wow, know. Okay, okay, okay. I'm being selfish. Okay, I'll be selfish with that. You know, I'll 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 keep. Yes, you are. I'll, I'll be but um, that. that's another thing, though. A lot of a lot of. We don't have enough. A lot of persons are yeah. oversubscribed. Um, yeah, we need. Sure. We definitely need more. Um, especially persons in the mental health community. Factually, factually, yeah. Yeah, and we actually, and 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 then also making it more affordable. Yeah, that's where I was going. Oh, as you said that, yeah, that's where I was going. So when I when I was saying that you the University of the West Indies has the health center and UA Hospital has. A free clinic as well. Um, I mentioned those because of the affordability thing, because not everybody can afford to seek out a private therapist or a private psychologist or you know psychiatric um, personnel. You know, mental health. Uh, the mental health field um, is, you know, not there's not a lot of people there. Um, and even fewer are in the uh, more affordable range from what I've seen, you know? Um, so unless you have insurance or just have the cash like that, um, finding therapy um, is going to, it, it can be a bit tricky. So that needs to be definitely improved upon. So if anybody... You know, if anybody's in medical school, I don't know if this is how it works, but, you know, maybe look into going into the mental health realm. Um, not everybody can be thoracic surgeons uh, <laughs> or whatever it is. I don't know. You know, may, I don't know if that's how it, I don't know if that's how it works, but you know, maybe look into doing that um, because we need more people. So basically you're encouraging more persons to go yeah, in the field. for sure. And, you know, even if you're not uh, a medical doctor, you know, or training to become one, you know, there, you know, there's other ways of offering therapeutic help. You know, if you're an artist or whatever it is, you know, there's di different folks, you know, different strokes for different folks. Some people might not work well with um, talk therapy and they need like a physical form of therapy, whether that be yoga or painting or whatever it is. Yeah, so just 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 look out for whatever speaks to you, but definitely get help with what whatever's going on in your head. Fantastic! Thanks again so much more for sharing. Really, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like, they just need to have need to have so many more conversations about normalizing talking about for sure. Thank you for sharing your story, yeah. um, and your experience, and I I. I don't know. I'm, I really, I really like the fact that it was, um, it was a self admission, mm. um, because we rarely hear about those where you realize that you yeah. need the help. So, um, again, you can check out Morph. Repeat again where they can uh, you find you. You can find me on Instagram at Morphomus. That's M O R P H 
R-O-M-U-S, right? Uh, so you can see my photography work. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, um, the bird app, you know, uh, at Morphemus as well. That's M-O-R-P-H-R-O-M-U-S. Uh, and that, you know, I'll share my art there as well, but that's more of my, you know, you, you'll get more uh, of my personality over there as well. So if you just want my art, Instagram, if you want my art and me as a person and, you know, you want to interact more, uh, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, and soon to YouTube, maybe. Okay, I don't know. Um... We'll just we'll just leave it at that, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah. That is that is I. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hope your mom's not mad at me. <laughs> well, we heard it first. We heard it first. If there is a YouTube, of course, I'm going to um link link um all all of your socials and whatnot so that people can see you in the show notes. So thank you so much again for coming. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you if you want to get in contact with me, um, you know, you can reach out to me on Twitter, aka the bird app, <laughs> my favorite app, at the layman's doctor, spelled at the layman's dr. Um, that's as well for my Instagram handle. You can always email me at the layman's doctor at gmail.com. And on whatever platform you're listening to this too, don't forget to rate and leave a review. It really helps us out. So thank you again for listening.